to business in the front. Party in the back. Podcast. Yay! I'm Michelle. (laughs) And I am Lauren. And uh, welcome to the best podcast on the internet, aside from the other two podcasts that I also run. Yes. All three of them. (laughs) We'll throw them all in there. (laughs) All three of them. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So, Lauren, we are? We are what? Show notes. Show notes. Show notes. Oh, we are two solopreneurs (laughs) sharing our valuable life and business secrets every single show. Oh, it's seamless. It's seamless. (laughs) Now, today's show is brought to you by my business, which is Michelle R. Price, the Lightworker. That's where you'll find me on Facebook. I do have a website, but it is michellerprice.wordpress.com and I don't use it a lot. So Facebook is where I'm most active. I also have an active Instagram account, Michelle R. Price, uh, but Michelle R. Price, a light worker on Facebook. I run mentorship programs, so helping people discover their gifts and uh, develop those. And also teaching Reiki now. I'm a Reiki master. So if you want to learn Reiki and you're sort of Sunshine Coast or Southeast Queensland based, I'm happy to help with that as well. I do readings. I'm a medium, so connecting to past over loved ones. And I'm also a healer, so pranic and Reiki, as I mentioned. Michelle R. Price, a light worker on Facebook, if you want to get in touch. Now, the theme for today, Lauren, we're going to be chatting about um, a few highlights, maybe some lowlights from 2020, the year, year mm-hmm. we've just been through. For some of us, it's been uh, great, amazing. Uh, for others, they have struggled a little bit. So we just wanted to go through, I guess, some of the, the highs and lows, perhaps. Um, and we will be going to air with this episode in early 2021. So we thought it kind of made sense to do a bit of a recap um, for the yeah. year we've been through. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that because, you know, I think sometimes we don't take the time to recognize how far we've come or how life can change at a moment's notice. And I think that when you do take the time to kind of reflect on that, you know, it's just, it's interesting whether or not your perspective's changed or just, you know, I think really recognizing that it's really important to enjoy where you are because things can change at a moment's notice and we just never know. And what we're going to get into the show today is kind of like talking about where we thought we would be versus where we actually are, which is <laughs> pretty interesting. And I'm sure our listener at home can relate to that. Mm. Yeah, we're both very ambitious. So uh, it is a really good conversation for two ambitious women to have because there are other ambitious uh, women out there. And I'm sure some of our listeners at home will relate to what we've got to talk about today. And of course, 2020 did contain a few surprises for many of us. Uh, COVID changed a lot. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, you and I come up with today, Lauren. Um, But first of all, we do like to catch up on what we've been up to and things like that. Um, Are we doing that still? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Okay, great. Great. Um, So what have you been up to? What's been going on in your life? Uh, well, it's interesting because just, you know, full disclosure for our listener at home, we do tend to record our episodes a couple weeks in advance just because that's the smart way of doing things. <laughs> uh, so if you are running a podcast yourself, I, you know, there's a lot of podcasts that do record in advance because you kind of need to be prepared for taking a week off here and there, or if you can't hit a deadline, then you're never going to let the listener down. So at the moment of recording this week, I have been working on um, my website a lot. And basically what I've been preparing is I've got the um, task reduction system, which is a course I'm selling, which um sponsors the uh, inspiration party element later. So I'll talk about that then. But basically the whole concept around that is that I've got this course and it's an amazing time management course. But what I do is I've created a free masterclass. 
So the masterclass is basically where I get people to sign up, to uh, learn from me for an hour for free, to see that I know what I'm talking about, to teach them something of value, and then to show them that to really make the full transformation, they want they want to purchase the task reduction system, which they then get for an entire year. So that is a lot of work. So the free masterclass at the moment is 180 slides and I need to get it down because that's a lot. Although I don't spend a minute on each slide or anything, the full masterclass, I really want to record it within the hour. And so I've been working on that and then I've been building all that stuff on my website and um, I made my website myself. I'm not a web developer by any means. I have had a little bit of experience however, doing that over the last few years. But uh, that is a major like time suck and major, um, I don't know, I want to say lessons learned, but it's not really it. It's just a big learning learning curve. That's what it is. Because I, you know, I'm learning about short codes, more short codes and different plugins. And then you try different plugins and they don't work. And um, yeah, so it's just been a lot of that, Michelle. I feel like my brain is just fully taxed on uh, tech stuff, but it's really cool to see it all come together and um, to also continue to get feedback to develop it so that it's just the best that it can be. So that's pretty much what my whole week has been about is just getting that ready and uh, starting to promote it. And then in uh, about four days, I'll be doing the masterclass live. Oh, so. that's going to be exciting. Yeah. 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 It'll be good. And then one of the things that I will be tracking is uh, how many people registered to watch the recording, how many people actually watched the recording, and then how many people purchased from the recording. And that's called the conversion rate. So uh, I'm just kind of telling these nerdy things to you and to our listener at home because it's interesting it's to, um, yeah. to know about if you're wanting to do similar things for your own business. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you feel yeah. like you're, um, you're really achieving you know, making some ground and, and you must feel pretty satisfied? Um, I think I will feel more when more people, when I can let pe more people know about it, like yep. when they start registering and seeing that kind of setup. Um, I use a system called Flowdesk, which is what I do with my newsletters. So I've got my registrations going through that. And then I've got a email that I've basically programmed so that um, as soon as you sign up for the course, you get an email sent to your email with all the details. And then I have to build another um, email out that basically says, this is the Zoom link, da, da, da. And then also people who don't watch the course, they go into like kind of like a funnel, to be honest, where they go into an email sequence where they get a whole bunch of other emails from me talking about the, the task reduction oh, system, clever. what it's all about, blah, blah, blah. But then I think there's supposed to be 10 emails in that sequence. Mm -hmm. um, and the whole concept is really that if you're not interested in purchasing or getting involved in that, that you would eventually unsubscribe because it yep. does cost money for people to continue to email you. And also, you know, if you don't want what, I have to provide that you would unsubscribe, but then the people who did might need that extra push to, to make the conversion. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, Bye -bye. it's interesting. Like it's super, I, I really love it. It's really interesting, but um, it's amazing how hours just go away where you're like trying to figure out something so minute. And then you're like, well, wow, that took me two hours. So um, I do give a lot of emphasis on people like scheduling in their what they're going to do and then having time blocks. Mm. Um, but one thing I need to remind myself is when I'm doing tech that I need to extend my time blocks out more because they, yeah, they tend to it's unpredictable. 
Yeah. It's unpredictable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you been up to? Well, if you build it, they will come Lauren. That's been my theme of the week and doing uh, Reiki, you know, my masters and, and things like that. I've been putting it out there a little bit, not a lot. I haven't really put it on any of the community pages or anything like that yet, just on my own sort of business page and Instagram uh, that I'm now trained. And I've got four or five lined up to do it so far, um, four or five people. So I am uh, quite cheap. Uh, I'm not charging very much at all for Reiki 1 and Reiki 2. I do have a set price on my website and Facebook already for that. But I'm really just doing what I feel comfortable doing because I haven't actually taken anyone through yet. So I feel like the first group, I'll take them through, you know, a little bit lower um, than what I need to charge. Once I've figured out and ironed out any sort of, you know, issues uh, with the program that I'm teaching, then I will put it up a little bit more. Um, So I'm about, I'm less than half what I saw someone else was charging on the Sunshine Coast. So someone else was charging $3.40 for level one per person. And I'm less than half that. So I feel like that is probably maybe a little bit low, but I do want to just make sure that I've got it all together. And so it'll be a bit of a a test run really. So I'm doing it in groups and I'll do, you know, uh, probably four at a time maybe uh, because we do need to do a lot of practice and uh, see how that goes and then kind of take it from there. But it's been nice not fully advertising it and having enough to do a first class, like a first course. And it is all day, so I'll have to block out an entire day to do that. But if you build it, they will come. That's what I feel. And a lot of people were asking me if I could teach Reiki before I learned my my master's. And I was like, well, no. And then I don't like to say no and I, I always look for signs. And so I've done it and I said to the universe, you know, please deliver the people to me. And that's happened. So it's been great. So I'm looking for some other things. There are some other things I'm investigating. Maybe they might do in 2021 and add further. And I'll be discussing that a little bit more in the show. But um, it's been great. Uh, we do call that in the biz, we call that like beta, your beta yeah. group. It's mm-hmm. like your first group. So, and that's really good to do that. And uh, I think that. Um, is probably a bit too late at this stage, but I think it's really important to let people know that they are getting in on the intro price yeah. uh, just because if it goes up or when they do round two and it's going to be substantially different mm-hmm. uh, that they know that. But I think sometimes too, when you price things so cheap, we sometimes think there must be something wrong with it. So yeah. it's actually good for you that you've got quite a bit, like a good reputation. So, yeah. you, you know, you're not having a problem with that, but yes. um, that's sometimes you do run the risk of that. Whereas if you say intro price beta yeah. or whatever, that at least kind of says that. And then you have, you're fully intended on getting a um, feedback forms as well, right? Yes. Yeah. We spoke about that last week. Yeah. 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 It's so invaluable. You, you know, your ego does really go, I don't want to know. <laughs> No, it's but, a really good idea. And I didn't get that when I did too. my um, course. I didn't, no one asked me for feedback. So um, I do feel like it's really important. And we did talk about that extensively yeah. in a previous episode, not last week, but previously. Uh, but the, yeah. I can still do the intro price uh, explanation because I haven't actually sent anything out by mail, MailChimp. This has all just been people responding to my posts on Facebook and Instagram. So yeah. I've got their email addresses and I'm going to actually send info to them. Um, so I can include that. Yeah. yeah. In there. I haven't actually done that yet, but that's a really good yeah, tip. I just, I just think it's good because you also don't want them to say to their friend that they took a great Reiki course and it was super cheap and all of a sudden it's double the price. Yeah. So yeah. they know that they well, get the on, level, got in at the ground level. Yeah. Level two is different anyway. All the levels are different. So back in the day, yeah. level one used to be 500. 
level two was a couple of grand uh, and level three was $10,000. Wow. Yeah, I think I paid 500 for my level one Reiki. Yeah. Yeah. So they've always been level two was always more level three is always more. So yeah, I just want to have the groups that have come through the first, but yeah, intro price is a really good way to um, frame. But that. if you're a level one, you might recommend to somebody else take their level one and they're going to expect to same the, to pay the same price as you. So you need to be able to say to them, Hey, if you want to do your level one, go with Michelle, but I got in on the intro price. So I'm not sure what it is now. Yeah. I mean, that's the same with my readings. So when I put my readings up, there were people who had recommended other people and then I put my prices up to $70. So I had to explain that anyway. Like that's, I think that's yeah. always going to happen. Yeah. 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 Um, so getting oh, yeah. the theme of the show today, Lauren. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. I mean, as we know, this is our year in review as you speak, as we speak. And you know, it's funny when we worked for the company over the last few years, mm -hmm. I actually was responsible for creating the year in review for um for the company which went across all of australia and so it's just kind of funny that i'm now doing a year in review but i'm doing it for myself yes <laughs> and also with you so yeah so i really think that you know before we kind of get into you know the lessons that we've learned along the way and kind of our goals intentions for what's coming up this year it's important to kind of you know, look at the transition that we went um, through in 2020. So Michelle, I would love to hear about, you know, where you thought you were going and uh, where you actually did end up. <laughs> well, Lauren, as you know, because we met in the company, uh, we don't name the company, but it is a company that we're both working for before we made redundant at the end of March this year, 2020. My ambition, of course, was to grow my digital journalism career and I was reading the news for a long time, um, probably 18 years, uh, doing breakfast shows, reading the news and went into digital journalism because someone noticed I had a bit of a knack for it within the company and asked if I wanted to maybe do that as a, as a job, as a role. So I built it from the ground up. It wasn't a role and I got a lot of help from yourself and a lot of advice from yourself as well. But uh, basically someone dumped a brand new laptop on my desk and said, away you go. So I had no idea what I was doing. I did create a digital style guide for the company, which they still have. And did put all of my journalism tips and tricks into another little guide, which the company still has as well. So, <laughs> but I do have, but I did all of that, build it from the ground up. And I was writing the news uh, for all of Australia. So it began just within Queensland and then as I took on more work, I ended up writing uh, stories, you know, local, national and all of that state for Australia, Australia-wide. And it was really exciting. A lot of adrenaline. You and I spent a lot of uh, late nights up communicating back and forth in that role. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it was, it was great. It was groundbreaking, really. I mean, we were very competitive with the major players, which is exciting because, there wasn't many of us and I was the only journalist, qualified journalist, you know, kind of writing across the network, you know, as far as I'm aware. So it was uh, very exciting and it was a bit of a, a, a baby for me, uh, my baby. And uh, unfortunately, I was made redundant before I could sort of see everything fully realised. And I know that you were in much the same boat. So the reality for me of uh, what I thought 2020 was going to be like was quite different. And I often say to people, it's quite funny because I sit there and, you know, I was a journalist on Monday. And by Tuesday, I didn't know what I was. And that's a really funny experience to go through because you're a journalist for 21 years. And before that, I was working in like Coles and Pizza Hut and just retail and, you know, hospitality. So 
I was like, what, what am I? So largely 2020 has been about redefining who I am and, you know, largely getting back in touch with uh, emotions. A lot of that has been for me because when you're a journalist, I didn't realize you get incredibly desensitized. You know, I was watching the news, reading the news, listening to the news, the whole thing. I was just fully immersed in that. And then I got out of it and I was like, wow, I don't know if I want to listen and watch and read and hear all about COVID-19 because that was pretty much all that was being discussed, you know, on the news. So I, I I pretty much stopped listening to that. And that was very, very different for me. I cancelled my subscription. I had a newspaper subscription for many years and cancelled that and, um, you know, have pretty much dropped out of that industry. Not altogether. I do still do... PR type stuff, media releases, bios, things like that for people. So I uh, and write for a magazine. So I do keep my finger on the pulse in that way, but it's more in a spiritual realm, I guess, as opposed to being out there listening to stuff about COVID-19. And let's be honest, every time I go to the coffee shop, there's someone there who's more than happy to tell me all about the latest developments in COVID-19. So <laughs> I'm well and truly across it anyway. Um, how about yourself, Lauren? How um Yeah. Well, one thing I just want to say is that it's funny how you said you didn't really know who you are and how Mm. often we define ourselves based on the roles that we play. So whether or not we're a partner or a mom or a dad or, you know, a friend or whatever we, or, you know, a journalist or whatever. Yeah. We just think that that's who we are, but really Mm. we're, I believe that we're souls living this human experience. And so it's funny how we do sometimes get so wrapped up Mm in, in being that role. So, you know, Mm kind of like you, um, I had been working for the company for nearly five years. Um, in that, in the role that I was in, I was running 10 websites, um, with me and just one other person. And it was a huge job and a big role and really lots of fun, but, uh, we were really working towards, growing the sites to be on WordPress and that we had a lot of things that we were really looking forward to and had been looking forward to for five years. So I was super excited to see all these things finally coming to fruition. You know, the fruits of my labors were finally, you know, well, I guess sprouting fruit or whatever the term you would say there. Uh, yeah, bearing so fruit. everything was really bearing fruit. Yeah. Yeah, bearing fruit. That's right. Sprouting fruit. I guess sprouting fruit, maybe. So that was really starting to happen. I had moved to North Queensland. I had asked for a job transfer to move to North Queensland. And I was excited about doing a lot of international travel and um, you know, just kind of like doing more camping and things like that. And yeah, and then like you, I got made redundant. So it's kind of funny because we got made redundant on March 30th. And so it was kind of the whole part of 2020, a really large part about it actually for us has been running our own show and doing that. But I feel like the first three months, I guess because I was so intended on working for the company and I'd been for so long, like, you know, we wanted to move from where we were previously living for years. And I kept saying to my partner, no, I just want to wait in this role a little bit longer because there are all these things coming and I'm still learning a lot. So it's just funny how we sacrificed so much and then ended up, you know, having the carpet ripped out underneath our feet anyway, which, you know, I have no, I'm not worried about that at all. I'm so thankful that it did happen. Uh, Yeah. And then at the same time, I was, I guess, planning on continuing to still sort of slowly grow my business, Raw Raw Consulting, but it was only on the side. And so I think I shared that with you before where I was 
kind of talking to myself about how am I supposed to get my business off the ground when I'm working 45 plus hours a week for this other company. And, you know, as, uh, as we know, that kind of the decision was made for me. So uh, that being said, where are you now, Michelle? And since that transition from where you thought you were going to be to where you are is very different, I would love mm-hmm. to hear about, um, about that. Yeah, I just wanted to comment on what you were saying as well, Lauren, because I know how it was really hard for you in the start. So the way that you've turned things around, you know, that's pretty amazing, something you should be really proud of um, because it is a a shock, you know, regardless. And you put a lot of uh, blood, sweat and tears into what you did there, as did I. But yeah, I just wanted to congratulate you on the way you've turned that around and made it into a positive. So congratulations and uh, well you. done. And you too. And I think we helped each other a lot through oh, that process. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, where I am currently, uh, look, I am uh, self-employed as many of our listeners at home would know if they've been listening to us previously and what a wild ride that has been. Uh, as I said, Monday, I was a journalist. Tuesday, I don't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> I didn't know which way was up and which way was down. So, but um, what was really interesting, of course, and this is a little spiritual, but I put it out there. I was said to the universe, I'm an empty vessel. Use me as you will. And the reason I did that is because I wanted to let the universe know I was willing to do anything, go anywhere, whatever the case may be. I had an opening. I had money, you know, we had the payout. So that was okay. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm willing to, you know, do anything, be anything, go wherever. It doesn't worry me. I had no expectations nothing sort of holding me back. And then I got the phone call from Sarah from spiritual events directory saying, look, would you like to do a Facebook live a week? You know, would you like a show? Would you like to be involved in the expo? Would you like to write for rebirth magazine? And she didn't know I'd been made redundant. She just rang me. I think it was a day after probably the Tuesday and offered me all these things. And I was like, Oh yeah, that sounds okay. So I think it was the second week in April or third week in April, I started doing the Facebook lives and then everything changed. You know, my whole life changed and I started getting bookings. And to be honest, I mean, I look back at it now and I think, oh, I look at my first video and I'm like, oh God, how did I get bookings out of this? I don't know. Um, but someone did, someone wanted to book me at that point and I was very green. But, you know, I've worked really hard since that point, since that time. And three months after I started doing the Facebook lives and getting business that way, then I started getting uh, requests about mentorship or from very early on, I started getting asked about mentorship if I taught and, you know, could help develop abilities. And look, I, I don't know whether, I mean, I've never asked a, someone I've had a reading with whether they do that. I don't know whether people get that regularly, but I was getting it a lot. A lot of people were asking me if I could teach. So three months in, I opened my mentorship course and did a little chat on our wellness community as well and spread the word that way about what I was doing and uh, got some business through that as well. And you know, here I am writing bios and doing all of the journalism type things, but now I've done my Reiki masters. And so I can teach because people, again, they just kept asking me and I just believe in that. I'm like, and I want to say that to the listener at home to really hear that, you know, it's important that when people, and, and that's how I got involved in radio, you know, I was working at Hungry Jack's and people would come through the drive through and go, who's the girl on the microphone? She's got a really nice voice. Like she should be in radio. People said that to me all the time. And when I was at Coles announcing the chickens, you know, get your chickens for $5, 37 customers, whatever, whatever. And people would come down and go, wow, that girl should be in radio. People said it to me everywhere I went. And so I listened and that's why I did radio for 21 years. And then now it's like, if people say to me, wow, you should be doing mentorship and you should be doing Reiki teaching and whatever else, I'm all ears. 
I'm listening. And that's how I run my business. And I will continue to do that in 2021 in the new year, Lauren. Whereabouts are you? Where, where do you sort of find yourself at the moment? Yes. So running my business as well, uh, creating a course online, as you know, which I'm, you know, working on making my, well, it is my number one priority, but I do tend to get excited about a lot of things, kind of like you running three podcasts. I've um, done some workshops, which I'm going to uh, do more of that in the um, 2021, which is super exciting, running a membership as well. And I also started running as well, which is really yes, exciting. And yeah, I started running and that was a really awesome thing. And I also never thought I could do my own yoga practice until COVID hit. And then I realized that I could as long as do. I had my mat there. But I, I know I go through <laughs> ebbs and flows of doing that really well and not doing that. I actually did yoga today and I did it two days ago, just FYI. Nice. Yeah. So I'm doing that. And I'm also uh, working at a restaurant, um, you know, as I just, uh, just for social and also want to get a house loan. <laughs> so th- that's helps. the main motivation for that. And uh, it's really a nice social job and you actually do do some good networking. I've got to say, so um, it's a really good opportunity. You never know who you're going to meet as mm, well in, in very positions true. like that, which is super exciting. So, yeah. So what were your three biggest takeaways from 2020, Michelle? Lauren, I think one of my first top ones would have to be living in the present. And this comes up a lot, I guess, in readings that I do for other people. It's advice that I give pretty frequently. But when we live in the present, we're really aware. And like you were just saying with the restaurant, you know, if you're caught up in washing the dishes and, you know, doing things and sidetracked and taking orders and all that, but when you're living in the present and it may not be, you know, a super busy period and you really spend some time getting to know the customers, you know, it's interesting when you ask questions about where they're from, what they do, all these sorts of things. It's pretty amazing what you find out about people when you spend uh, the time doing that. And I feel like, even in my uh, contact with other people and when I'm reading, sometimes I get distracted. Sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, I've had nine readings today and I've got my 10th or something and I'm sort of a bit tired and I'm sort of, you know, a bit distracted. And then there's always something that strikes me where I'm like, I need to be here for this person because this person has come to see me and they want to spend their time with me. So there's always a moment where I kind of turn back to them and I really honor and respect them. And I I send them blessings always when someone comes to see me and then I can feel, you know, that connection. And that's really Mm -hmm. important because I feel like if I wasn't doing that, I'd be missing a lot. Like I'd be missing a lot of stuff. So for me, this has been about really becoming uh, more present, spending more time outside on the earth, grounding, you know, bare feet, uh, tree roots, you know, all that sort of stuff stuff that I couldn't really do when I was working for the company. So being present means that I'm not going to miss anything and I can see those opportunities as they come. Because if I had all these people ask me about Reiki and all these people ask me about mentorship and I'm off here thinking about, you know, what else I've got to do and what the next client's going to ask me, then I may not have paid attention. So, and that's another reason when I'm doing my readings, I actually write everything down, not everything, but I write key points down. And I do that because a spirit takes me back to it, but also because when I write, this is how I learned when I was in school, I rewrote everything I had to learn. If I had an exam coming up, I'd write all of the notes from the book or all the notes I'd taken during class. I would rewrite them and rewrite them and rewrite them. That's how I cemented it in my brain. So when I do my readings, I do my readings the same way. 
and that way I can remember how many people ask me about Reiki, how many people ask me about mentorship um, and the key points, you know, the things that I need to take away and, and remember for myself because readings are, you know, for me, not just for the person. So we don't always know what's coming. And what I say to a lot of people about my journey has been that I had no idea that this was where I'd be sitting talking to you eight months later. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. And how lucky yeah. are we? But, yeah. you know, I didn't know the path. And there's a lot of people who come and sit in front of me and go, Michelle, I want to go into this spiritual realm. I'm working in this other thing that I don't love. I want to go into the spiritual realm, but I'm scared to death because I don't know what's going to happen and what it's going to look like. And I'm like, take me for example. I didn't know. I had to take a leap of faith because nothing else came up. I didn't get a job interview, didn't get anything else. Obviously the universe was pushing me in this direction. So being present um, would have to be my biggest takeaway of 2020. We don't always know what it's going to look like, but it is important to pay attention to the journey. And the thing is, when you say to the universe, I'm an empty vessel, use me as you will, then the phone starts ringing, the doors start opening. So if you sit there stressing and worrying about, oh, what's going to come, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, you're not actually doing the action. And the action for me was putting myself out there and saying, here I am, you know, here I am, use me uh, as you will in a nice way. So, you know, I think that that's the action is really important. And then you allow, you know, thank you in advance, let it go is really important with that. And I know Lauren says, um, thank you, thank you, thank you more, please. So, you know, I, I really like that. So that means that I'm able to appreciate uh, that my redundancy was actually a blessing. And that, that happened in the moment. I appreciate it in the moment. Now, speaking of appreciation, my second biggest takeaway is appreciation uh, and giving gratitude for what you have right now. So when you do that, you invite more good energy or more good jujus. Um, so that's what I've been doing since I was made redundant. I found that doors have just kept opening. Um, I've had a lot of wonderful opportunities um, since that day and including uh, becoming great friends with yourself, Lauren. But the appreciation and the gratitude, it's really important because what you're doing is, as I said, putting out really good energy. So that's a law of attraction, like attracts like, all that sort of stuff, the more good energy you put out. Uh, and that's also doing things with that expectation of a return because that's good energy as well. Donating to charity, you know, volunteering, all those sorts of things with that expectation of a return and then it comes back to you. So I feel like uh, appreciation is really good. I, I use appreciation sometimes instead of gratitude because sometimes with gratitude, we expect something. We do actually have um, an expectation with gratitude, whereas appreciation is just putting out appreciation. There's no real expectation of anything coming back. And the third one is probably surrender. So, which kind of ties in earlier with what I was saying about letting go. When we allow the flow of life to do its thing and we let go, we're actually manifesting. And uh, the key, of course, of manifestation to allow that thing to come back is to let, let it go. So I said to myself, um, as I said before, I'm an empty vessel, use me as you will. But when I looked for my Reiki teacher, you know, I put it out to the universe. I said, if you want to teach Reiki, you know, please present me with someone who can take me through that. And then, as you know, I was at this random music festival, run into... Carol, who I went to Nepal with like 18 years ago, and she was the person who introduced me to my Reiki master. And she said, oh, and I said, oh, you know, I wanted to learn Reiki or whatever, um, you know, my master's. And she said, well, Gordon's still teaching, like go and see where he's on the Sunshine Coast. And I'm like, what? Sunshine Coast? And she's like, yeah. And so that's who took me through. The same guy that took me through levels one and two, 12 and 11 years ago, did, me, did my master's with me. And it was just because I said to the universe, if you want me to do this, put my Reiki master in front of me. Carol's on the standing in the queue. I haven't seen her in 14 years. Like it was insane. It was insane. So that's what happens. Um, you know, that's what I do. And it's a lot of trust. 
and uh, the universe goosebumps, the universe uh, delivered. I just got some confirmation on my arm. So that's that's how it works. And I feel like we don't need to know exactly what our future is going to look like. It is more about just being in the moment. And I call them signposts, noticing the signposts that pop up along the way that point you kind of in a, in a good direction. I don't believe in uh, good and bad or right or wrong, but in an ideal direction, you know, there's different directions you can go through. So um, Lauren, what's your three biggest takeaways? Yeah, I think uh, basically what I already knew to be true, but what, you know, when you're kind of tasked with it, you're like, oh, wow, I really am resilient. So definitely resilience. I, I think that, you know, the first week of being made redundant was hard for me, but I knew in the back of my mind that it was meant to happen like that, because I do yeah. believe that if, if it hadn't been, if it wasn't meant to be, I would have still been there. Yeah. And so, you know, that was really, really good. And that I'm resilient and, and that's important. And I think that what I realized as well is that, you know, and again, what I already know to be true, but when you actually put it into practice, it's always so good is that I really truly can create the life that I want. And much like you, I'm creating um, my business, I'm creating my programs, I'm creating my memberships and things like that out of the skills that I have and the desire that I have to serve. And so I, I love that I, I'm able to do that, like to be intentional about the life that I want and to watch it grow in front of me. And mm. I think that you had so many, you know, really wise things that you said there. But one of the things that you also mentioned today is that being present, because when you're given the opportunity, if you're not being where you are, you could miss it. And mm -hmm. so, you know, mm -hmm. getting into the workshops that I'm going to be doing more of in the new year, you know, if I hadn't really been listening to somebody who was wanting to hire me to do that, I might've missed that opportunity. Yeah. So I think it's important to do that. Another thing is um, to be able to listen and to pivot. So I think that for me, I know that, you know, sometimes with the world, we get really cluttered in our brains. We get a lot of information. Sometimes we believe our thoughts when it's actually nothing to do with us, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that if we can really listen to our inner truth, different from just some of the chatter that happens in our head, if we can listen to, um, I, I always say like the messages of my heart whispers, like if I can listen to that, mm. then I know that I can continue to go into the direction that's meant for me. Mm. And also once you're going down that road, if something doesn't feel right or something isn't flowing in the same way, I guess it goes back to what you were saying, which is to surrender, but it's also to be able to pivot mm. and to go, okay, well, I was really, you know, focused on going down that road. It, it's not working the way that I thought that it would. I, if I, change slightly, bam, all of a sudden everything's working again. So okay. I think that was another important thing for me. And also, you know, kind of like what you were talking about, which is really just to treasure where you are. And I think that so often we think about what I'm going to do next year or, you know, what I'm going to do in five years or when I retire or when this happens that we actually miss life happening right now. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you don't take the time to sit and be intentional about what you want to create in your life and where you do want to go, definitely. But it's when you're also living your life that you are where you are mm. and not spending all this time wishing you were elsewhere. Mm. Uh, I think that, I don't know if I had, if I, because uh, I feel like I've been living in the present for a very long time. And I guess I was happy at the company. So maybe I wouldn't have made any other choices that probably really needed to happen without like it needed to be happened for me, made, made mm. for me, I guess you mm -hmm. can say. But I think that, you know, if we get clear on where we are, then we can get clear on whether or not we're going in the direction we want to be in. Yeah. So I think that that's important. 
What you just said then is um, one of those that you hear a fair bit from people, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when. And what you're sort of saying is be happy kind of in every moment, whereas you do mm. often hear people say, oh, you know, I'll be happy when I move to Sydney or I'll be happy when I get a new partner or, you know, that sort of stuff. But it's about, yeah, being okay with where you're at. Yeah. Yeah, because it'll always be something else. You think, oh, when I when that happens, I'll be happy. It's yes. like, no, and then you're still wondering you'll why. Be thinking it's something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Listen and act. I just wanted to add that because it sort of fitted with what you were talking about as well. And I love. I have some very good clients who really listen to what I say and what I advise. And this helps a lot with healings when I'm doing healings on people, when you, you tell them certain things, make recommendations about, you know, food and what they're doing and how they're living and, you know, the thought processes and stuff like that. And some people are just so willing to kind of hear you and listen and act. And it just is a great relationship. And that's what it is. You know, being a healer is not, I'm fixing people. It's a relationship and people need to kind of do the action. And it's the same with you. You know, if you're giving people advice about their business and stuff like that, it's beneficial for you to, for them to, to do it, you know, to actually do whatever you're being told. And I'm you're, you're that sort of person, yeah. that sort of person. And it is a yeah. little bit about integrity, but I had really good feedback this week from a lady who's actually coming over to see me today. And she, I was talking to her about jobs and she was really looking for jobs and she's been getting a lot of knockbacks. And I said to her, you know what, I'm getting your feminine. She's quite masculine, wears a lot of pants, you know, shirts, you know, button ups, all of this sort of stuff. And I said, you know, try, try getting into your feminine a little bit more, um, you know, nice hair, nice earrings, you know, nice outfit. It sounds very June Daly Watkins, very beauty and deportment, but it does make you feel when you make an effort, it does make you feel a bit different. So she actually went out, bought a, a beautiful dress. She's been working really hard at the gym, you know, to get nice and fit. She bought a beautiful dress. She actually went and got her hair done and she got her teeth fixed. So she had issues with her teeth. So she very rarely smiles or she tries to keep her mouth closed. So she got her teeth fixed, oh, yeah. went for this job interview in a real, like in a council for a council and she got it. She got the wow. job. And she's been applying for jobs, applying for jobs, applying for jobs, nothing. And she said, Michelle, I finally took your advice. I did everything you talked about. <laughs> we did talk about the teeth as well. And, um, and this is all from spirit. It's not me sitting here judging her, but yeah, she did everything that I said. And she went in there and she said, I felt like a new woman. I felt like a new woman. So now she's going to be wearing more feminine outfits. She's really going to make an effort. Her hair looks amazing. And um, yeah, it just makes such a difference. So I just wanted to, you know, give some of that, you know, put that out there because it's really good feedback. And that's what happens when you listen because people are saying things for a reason. Um, Mm. So it's good to act. You know, I love that. Let's actually put a link to, I have an episode on the Raw Raw podcast, mm-hmm. which is basically where I spoke with a stylist named Alexandra Louise out of LA. And she was so smart. She talked a lot about how styling and showing up for yourself in that way is actually a form of self-care and it's sometimes really neglected. Is. Yeah. And she did talk about some of the customers, the clients that she's had before, but she's really helped them to you know, get into who they want to be because, you know, sometimes we don't wear clothes that really showcase who we want to show up like. And she actually helps people to do that as well. And she does it all on zoom, which is amazing, but she goes, don't worry, I can get in your closet. I can get in there. We can do all this stuff. She talks about the colorings, different um, skin tones and Mm. body shapes and how to dress for your body. And she does a free consultation as well. So let's put that in the show notes in case our listeners home is thinking, you know what, I'm ready for 
you know, an update. Because uh, sometimes having an outside eye that is an expert in that way is also yeah, really awesome. Great. Yeah, I love that. So one of the things that we wanted to talk about today as well is us being intentional about what we want to attract in 2021. And what's going to be really cool is when we do our yearly review in 2021 is we'll be able to look back on this and go, okay, well, so what was change. it that that yeah. we did and how do we, how do we go with that? Did we pivot? Did we, did we not have to? So, uh, you know, we're kind of talking about it in terms of goal setting. Gabby Bernstein, one time I heard her talking about setting intentions as opposed to goals. So I don't know whether or not you resonate with either word. For me, I resonate with both words just as well. I think that her, uh, I'm just trying to recall, but I think some of her justification for using the word intention was kind of to be a little bit softer on yourself if you don't achieve that goal. Mm. Um, yeah, so I do like the word intention a lot as well. So yeah, we I use it whatever a lot. we want, but yeah, I use right. intention. Well, what are your three intentions <laughs> for uh, uh, 2020? Well, I guess the most obvious one is to expand and grow my business and incorporate more modalities. I've got the Reiki and the mentorship and things like that, but I want to incorporate more into that, including guided meditations uh, and different things like that, getting involved in Insight Timer a bit more. And I wanted to put my book in here as well, because the book is in alignment with my business. It's part of the brand. It's part of my logo, the same name. It all sort of fits and ties in really nicely. And I have been trying to get this out there for quite a while, but it just takes a long time to edit. So I'm setting aside time. I've got my to-do list. It is on the to-do list and I'm, uh, you know, writing the mentorship program and things as well from scratch. So I'm prioritizing and, and one of my priorities big time is to get this book out there because it's a uh, very good energy around that at the moment. And people are asking about the book and that's another thing listening. A lot of my uh, clients have been like, when's this book coming out? Cause I can see it on my website and on my Facebook page. So number two is probably to host a platform mediumship event in uh, 2021, bit of a baptism of fire, as well as the expo. So I did four expos uh, in 2019 and I was planning to do the same last year. And that was something that obviously didn't happen because of COVID. So those expos are back on in 2021. And I've been asked to do a platform mediumship event, which is uh, what John Edwards does. And so I've been watching some of John Edwards on uh, YouTube and it's terrifying and I need to go out and learn how to do that. And that is a huge the listener at home. Yeah, isn't familiar with the platform. It is John Edward. Most people know John Edward. So you get in front of the audience and you've got uh, Joe Bloggs here and you've got to uh, find the audience member that that you know, spirit is connected to and it can be uh, a little bit difficult. So it's an intimate thing. It's on the Gold Coast. There's like 20 people. So I guess that's some reassurance. But I really do need to learn. So I've been putting it out there to the universe once again to send me a teacher, someone who can help me with this. And, uh, and I'm putting the feelers out as well. So uh, it will be exciting. I, w- I do want to, to do it because I like to put myself out of my comfort zone. But it's funny how the universe works, Lauren, because I was like that day that it happened, I was telling everyone, I'm like, you know, this is my mentorship group. You just need to put yourselves out there more. Like you just need to push yourselves, put yourself out of your comfort zone, try new things, blah, blah, blah. And one lady, I was trying to get to do a Facebook Live, like a joint Facebook Live with me. And uh, she's like, nah, because the, the normal girl who does it, there's three of us, but one of the girls had to go on holidays. Holidays, oh. And, um, and so I said to this other lady, I'm like, can you come and help us out? She's like, nah, there's no way, no way on earth. And I'm like, really? And she's like, nah. So I was like, Beth, blah, blah, blah. And then Sarah's like, can you do this platform mediumship event? And I'm like, I think I'm going to be sick. 
I think I'm going to vomit. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think it's like, I don't know how to do it. And she's like, you're the first person I thought of. You're going to be amazing. And I'm like, oh no. So I messaged Beth and I'm like, ha ha ha, how funny is this? And she, she loved it. She thought it was amazing. So look, um, hopefully, hopefully I'm going to lead by example. Cause I'm like, well, Beth, I'm going to do it. So, um, you know, we'll see how that goes. If the wheels fall off. Oh, well. Um, but I believe the Michelle, sense of humor. Yes. You know, what came to me when you were talking was James Van Prague actually has a school online. And oh, my he? friend, my friend is actually, um, training with him, um, like with him, he, she's in a mentorship with him. No, no. Like in an actual mentorship with him, James. Van oh, Prague. okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just need to and, learn the, um, uh, but he's got a full school, so he might have classes or courses where you can learn that stuff. Yeah. And John okay. Edwards might also. He does. Yeah. John does. I've checked out his page, but, um, I guess I just wanted like, you know, I just wanted someone to give me some pointers because like I'm already doing the mediumship side of things. Um, so yeah, I'm, um, I have been chatting to a friend of mine who does platform in Brisbane and she's given me some really good tips and then she's named a couple of people locally. Um, that she thinks I might be able to go and have a chat to, um, oh, you know what you could do as well is you could invite people over to your house for a little dinner party, like six or seven people and play with them then try that. Yeah. No, I've already asked the family. I've asked my, um, my auntie, mom, sister, and a few of the other family members, maybe around Christmas to do something face to face. But it's the thing is when you've got family and friends, like, you know, them pretty well and it does make it a bit hard. Um, and the other thing I, I thought about and Mel suggested one of my friends on the Gold Coast, who's a reader as well, she suggested getting a zoom room. So putting like five to 10 people in a zoom room. So free, like they just come in there, you know, voluntarily. And then I read for them over zoom and bring their loved ones through that way. So that was something that she suggested just randoms that I don't know. Um, and then just get, yeah, that's good. Yeah. And just get super good. Or if you did in your own house, you could invite three people you do know and ask them all to bring two friends that you don't know. Mm. Mm. And that might work as well. Um, I love John Edwards. What I love about him is, you know, he'll be talking to someone and they'll go, oh, well, I think it's did it. And he'll go, no, that's not right. And then he'll move on to the next person. He'll be like, that's not, it's not for you. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, like stop trying to make it something. I know everyone wants to hear from their loved one, but yeah, he said that in the intro. Fit. Yeah, yeah. He's so, I saw him live. He's so good. Yeah. He's amazing. So yeah, I watched him and I was like, oh gosh, gosh, that's big shoes. Um, but yeah, it's good to be inspired. And I, I am inspired by him. Um, the third thing that I really want to do um, is run retreats. So I have been hearing from a few people lately, just people I've been visiting, people I know who are sound healers and they're setting up to do retreats. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. They're just sort of talking about it in front of me. And I'm like, oh yeah, because I was trying to set one up for this year. Um, In the previous year, I was trying to set one up for 2020. Gosh, I'm glad we didn't pay any deposits. Gosh, I'm glad because we had, we had a venue locked in. We had, um, we were going to book out the whole place and David got cold feet. And then we were like, all right, we're not going to do it. But um, that could have been disastrous because I know a lot of people didn't get much money back when they put deposits on holiday locations. So we are are very lucky. But we're going to run retreats and I have had a couple of people that I've been talking to who are interested in doing that. So I feel like, again, that's another little sign because I sort of was thinking about it and then people started talking about it. So um, Lauren, what are your intentions uh, coming up in 2021? Yeah, so um, in relation to my intentions, I guess mine probably aren't quite as concrete as you, but Mm -hmm. I just want to continue to run my business full time. I want to work four days a week, 
or seven, depending on how I'm feeling. I want to continue to grow my podcast and also my social platforms because like I keep drilling home all the time, it's important that we're doing things that are have a good return on investment or at least that we really enjoy doing. So for you and me, you know, I love catching up and doing this podcast. So that's my main motivator. My second motivator would be to, you know, help be of service to, um, you know, to provide value for our listener at home and to get a lot of people listening to the podcast so that we can start to get endorsements and get products or get paid for doing the podcast. It's like the ideal for sure. But this the fact that I enjoy showing up with you, that fuels me enough as well. But that being said, I do want to grow my podcast and my social platforms so I can reach more people. I want to see the task reduction system bring in 10K months in the, new, in the near future on its own. And I also want to be doing my workshops, which are basically doing one month or one workshop a month at least starting in February. And then I also want to continue to grow my membership so that I can continue to serve more and more people. So I'm ready to attract all of that. And also, I think this is probably like a fourth goal, but it's important to me that I want to continue to work on building my intuition and my connection with my higher self and my and my spirit team, you know, because I'm into that. Mm. And also uh, just continuing to show up for myself physically, like my running and my yoga. And because shaping my body into the way that I want to look is a really high priority for me because I feel more comfortable in it. Aging gracefully, isn't it? Yes, it is. Aging gracefully. Youthful vitality. Yes. And also, Michelle, I went and got a facial the other day uh, a couple days ago and a massage. (laughs) Facial and a massage was wonderful. And she said that my skin was really, really good and asked if if I've been doing anything different. And I've been using rose seed oil on my face mm, on my skin good. do you so mean if anyone oil no or it's seed? it's rose rose seed yeah it's made out of rose i guess it must be rose hip and I then it, but rose, it says rose. yeah because i used to use rose hip oh yeah it might have a different name on the brand but it um, says yeah, rose for, seed on it yeah it's good for um if you look at the ingredients it should say rose hip or something because it's um yeah i use it on my face I, i've run out yes rose hip seed oil yeah and that's it's, it by the brand is Rose Adore and it's certified organic and mm. I freaking love it. So yeah, rose hips really good. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah. I bought it because yeah. I was looking for rose um oil, like the rose smelling oil, and I bought that and I was like, what is this? And then I read the ingredients and it was like, I'll oh, use it on your face, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay. But obviously I bought the wrong thing because I was looking for the rose smelling, oh, you know, stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rose wood. That's rose wood oil. Um, bought the wrong stuff. So, um, should we get into tools to improve your life, Lauren? Let's get into it. Yes. So, uh, I had a few here listed. One of them I love is affirmations. And we do talk about this a bit, but it is tricking the subconscious mind into believing something that you may not believe in your conscious mind. So I find this really handy and, uh, and it is a really good way moving forward. So when Lauren and I started out doing our running, because both of us got into running pretty much around the same time when we couldn't yeah, do anything else did. and the gyms closed. So we both got into our running like crazy and, um, we would run along and say things like I am, you know, depending on your foot, you know, left foot, I right foot, I am, or whatever it is. Um, I am was a really good one. There were lots of ones that we discussed during that period that really got us through, you know, and yeah. It was uplifting. It was nice doing the running because it's moving the energy around your body, but also saying something like that, I found really good for the mind uh, and the body connection. So 
I feel like that's a really great one. Um, and also watching the news selectively. And this is something obviously I spoke about earlier where I used to watch the news, live the news, breathe the news. And now I'm like quite selective. And I, I feel like, especially with kids in the home, um, limiting the screen time is important because a lot of the people that come to talk to me, they're worried about the kids and they're like, can you fix my child? And it's like, well, no. Um, and often screen time comes up and this isn't again me because I don't know, I'm not in their house. I've no idea. But often screen time comes up. And so I feel like a lot of parents, you know, sometimes, and especially during COVID, it was hard because people were sort of uh, homeschooling and things. And it's a lot, like all of a sudden you've got them there all the time, not just in holidays. And I know it was really difficult, but you know, sometimes we have to look for other things to do. Back in the day, we didn't have the alternative. We didn't have an option. So we didn't have all those games, you know, you'd take your kids out and they play tennis in the street and go to the beach and like do all of these activities. And I feel like that's something that's really important, you know, to get out there. And really during COVID, I mean, I saw a lot of people who looked like they really had never exercised much in their whole lives, but that was the only way to get out of the house was to exercise. And so all of a sudden you see all these people with brand new bikes. I remember we went past uh, Calandra bike shop and the queue was around the block because all these people were like, well, shivers, you know, the only way I'm allowed to go outside is if I'm exercising, I need to, I need to start exercising. So yeah. it was like this, I don't know about the COVID diet. Everyone was trying to put on weight. I, I was seeing a lot of people outdoors and I was one of them. So yeah. I feel like, you know, continue to move your body and do all of those things that we started during, doing during COVID and just continuing a lot of that because it felt like it was a good thing. It was a good thing to do. And I think now that I'm working full-time in uh, the spiritual realm, I am more sensitive. I'm more aware. And I feel like, to be honest, I feel like I'm a better person for it. You know, I really feel like I've grown a lot and also limiting some of those things that, you know, maybe not so good for me and um, exposing myself to, you know, better things and also changing friendships. Uh, I definitely, you know, am more aware because I'm more sensitive of who I have around me. So sometimes I'm like, you know what, I don't feel like we're sort of developing or growing in the same way. We're not on the same page anymore. So, you know, I'm more selective with that as well. So I think all of those things are really important to reassess. That's good. Well said. I love all that. And I'm just about the exercising, you know, one of the ways that I motivate myself to go out and exercise is I incentivize myself. So I'll be like, yeah, you can have a swim in the pool when you're done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's or, it. It's like, yeah, yeah. going to the a pub for a beer after a hard day's work, you know, you can yeah. sit there, be unemployed and, and, you know, do all of those things anytime you want. But I think when you're doing, you know, something that is for your life purpose and engaging and helping and healing and all of this stuff, then it's a reward, you know, it's a reward at the end of the, at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one of the things that I do as well as I work on my business, so visualization mm. while I'm running, uh, if I've got workshops or anything, I always tell them, I said, I've already been here. <laughs> you know, in my mind, I've already seen this all play out. <laughs> and I do that while I'm running, which I think is really Robin's good. Just up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, visualizing. Important. Mm. Yeah. When I'm that in my pool, I always imagine the pool that I want to be in versus the pool that I'm in. I, I yeah. sound like a like a total wanker talking like that for a minute. Oh, the pool that I'm in is not good enough. That's not true, but that's not true. It is good enough. It's just, um, you know, I also desire a pool that's not on such a busy road. Mm. Mm. (laughs) So that'd be handy. uh, Yeah, that would be. All right. So I know we're going to get into the party element now and recommendations, which Mm -hmm. uh, are brought to you by my business, Raw Raw Consulting and the Task Reduction System. So the Task Reduction System is basically for you if you're doing everything in your business, but your business is not advancing. 
if you're working far too much and you're feeling overextended with no time for yourself, if you are struggling with anxiety and guilt, and if you're confused about how to prioritize and where you should be spending your time. So you can find the task reduction system on my website at rawrawconsulting.com and all the details for you are there and it will change your life. And uh, Michelle knows that is true because we were talking about, I was sharing with her that it's really transformed some people's lives and mm. somebody that I know was even sharing it with her teenage daughter. And yeah. it's amazing when you're in control of your business if you're choosing to work seven days a week, that's fine. But if you're feeling like you have to because you haven't organized yourself properly, that's totally different. Mm. So it's about giving you back the time in your life to do the things that you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. Brilliant. Now, no, have you got any, uh, there. any recommendations or would you like me to get into mine? No, you can get into that and then I'll, I might elaborate. Okay. I like hearing what you, you have to say. You just like me doing all the work. It's all good. Yeah, that's right. Like you do all the work. <laughs> um, so number one, manifestation journals, Lauren. Oh my gosh, how good are these? Now I have about six. I have them for all different areas of my life. So I like to categorize. Oh. So, you know, relationship, career, uh, family, which I guess kind of comes under relationship, but sometimes I, I have two different ones for that. You know, exercise, um, you know, goals and, and things like that around that. So I break my whole life writing. I've got one for writing as well. So my books, I've got a manifestation journal for that. So I break my life oh. up into different categories. And this was taught to me by an amazing man, um, David Laws, who is the flower man, aka the flower man who lives on the Gold Coast. And he is a manifestation king. So I might pop uh, David into the show notes. Um, they've got an exciting um, thing coming up actually, but it, it will be too soon uh, for this episode. So I won't mention that, but they've got something really amazing they're doing in a couple of days, which I'll tell you about off air. But yeah, really, really epic. The flower man, the chief manifesto. So he taught me about the manifestation journal and he actually manifested um, his home, which is a penthouse suite in Surface Paradise. And it's a really interesting story and I'll just share it with you very quickly. But um, he had a picture of this penthouse suite. It was on his vision board and it was just gorgeous. And he does these flower parties and he was at this um, lady, uh, he was at a different home, not the actual home that he ended up getting, but he was at a home and he met a lady there and she said, oh, you should really come over and do like a flower party at my house, like for my friends. And he was like, oh, okay, no worries. And he went up to her house and he walked in and he was like, wow, this is exactly like the picture in my vision board, you know, that I've got on my vision board. And and he said, is this house for sale? Is this, it's an apartment. And he said, is this for sale? And she said, well, no, but she said, do you, do you want to buy it? And he said, well, I, I don't think I'm going to have the money for that. Like, I don't think I've got the cash for that. And she said, well, how about you buy it through me? And this is all in a conversation in five minutes. She's like, how about you just buy it from me and we'll leave the banks out of it. So you pay me until, you know, you've paid the deposit or whatever, and then you can take over the mortgage or whatever the case may be. And he's like, oh my God. And that's how he bought his penthouse suite. That's how he bought it. It is incredible. I've been there. It's, it's epic. And he showed me his vision board picture. And then I went to his home and I'm like, this is exactly the same. Like the furniture, everything. So he manifested this, this place and it's just incredible. So he was the one that told me about the manifestation journals and I use them um, for everything. Now, I was going to say before, because we we're talking about intentions and goals and the different words, people set New Year's resolutions all the time. And I find that very rarely do people stick to them. So when people say to me, do you have New Year's resolutions? I'm like, not really, because I'm doing this all the time. Like I'm constantly doing this. So it's not like it's a different thing. It's not like I'm going to give up cigarettes or give up coffee. I don't do any of that anyway. So 
you know, I don't, I don't feel like I participate in that so much, but I feel like it is a nice time at the end of this year to maybe jot down your goals for 2021. And I'll be doing that in my manifestation journal. So some of the things we've talked about in the show today, I'll be putting them in my journals that are relevant to whatever those, you know, areas of my life are. Vision boards are really great too. Um, as I said, that's what David- Can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. So I just want to say quickly for our listener at home that in the show notes, I actually interviewed David as well on the afterlife. Oh, you he did. talked about his that's story. Right. So I'll put a link to that in Thank the show you. notes. And I also Michelle that. and I, we did a full episode on creating the life of your dreams. So if you can deal with my mic pops in that episode, um, there's a lot of content there. I did my best to edit them out. That was really unfortunate. That was in our early stages. It's almost worth doing that episode again, to be fair. Yeah. But we talk a lot about manifestation in that episode and it yes. is so good. Like that, really good. that is a meaty episode. So yeah. the links are in that. But I guess Thanks, I wanted Laura. to know about your dream, your manifestation journals. So do you go in there and can you give an example of mm -hmm. how you would write your manifestation? Do you say, I'm so thankful for, or I want to attract, and then do you continue and to build on it or rewrite the same thing over and over again? Can you elaborate? Everything, everything is in present tense as though it's already happened because the universe is already working to deliver because the universe knows what we need. That's how my readings work. You know, people come in and they're like, wow, that's so amazing. And I'm like, no, not really. The universe just knows what you need all the time. So before you even think about it or talk about it, the universe already knows. So we always write in present tense. So it is whatever you want to address, dear creator, dear divine love, dear divine love is what David uses. Um, but whatever you want to address um, is what you do. So whatever you believe in. So I say, dear divine love, um, thank you for delivering my uh, business to me, my own business. I am doing readings, I'm doing healings, and then I list all of the things that I want to do. So I wrote this out. I mean, I started doing Manifestation Journal. I've known David for probably um, five years, five, six years. So I started doing the Manifestation Journals back then. Um, and so I definitely wasn't self-employed at that point. I've only been self-employed for eight months. So I had everything that I'm now doing in my journal so I, I've manifested everything. The teaching was part of it because every time I went to a reader, every time I went and had a reading, they're like, you're a teacher, Michelle. You're a teacher. Every single one. They weren't talking about me teaching school kids. They were talking about me being a spiritual teacher. Every single reading. Every reading also talked about my books. So it's like, thank you, dear divine, for um, creating, uh, helping me create my novel. My first novel is a success. Many people are reading this. Many people are learning from this. Many people are growing from this, blah, blah, blah. And then I finish at the end, um, you know, thank you, um, dear divine for delivering all of these, you know, great things or, you know, whatever the case may be. So it's a bit of appreciation, but everything's in present tense because it's already happened. And then you just wait, you shut your book and then you put it away and then you just allow. So I find the book, I mean, the vision boards I, I still have, I have my vision board up, but I find the book is good because I don't so much, um, I may rejig things. But generally speaking, whatever I put in there, it, it happens and then um, I'll add to it. So as I'm going through my business and thinking about new things like the retreats and stuff like that, thank you, dear divine, for delivering uh, the opportunity to me to do the retreats or the expos that I started doing. Um, I love that so many people come and they are able to enjoy and learn and grow and da, da, da. And, you know, thank you, dear divine. Thank you in advance and then let it go, shut the book and put it away. So I think there's something symbolic about shutting the book because it's almost like the letting go, like kind of letting go of that. So that's, um, that's how I do it. But I very rarely go back and sort of change things that have been more maybe rejig or just adding. Um, so I'm constantly adding things. 
Does that make okay. sense? Okay. So that's more about like surrendering to the outcome, right? Because one of the yeah. things I know we talked about in that manifestation episode was about setting your intention, but then letting go of the how it's mm, going to happen. Exactly. Because it yeah. has to be a sense of like trust that yep. it will be delivered to you at Correct. the perfect timing, as yep. opposed to, you know, and that's actually one thing I, I forgot to mention is I wanted to say that, you know, building my business, I guess like it's, it's taking a while, but it makes sense, right? It makes yep. sense that you would work and build something that's growing as opposed to you don't start where you're ending. So you know, these things take time. It's, it's the same as, um, they don't have to take a lot of time though. They really don't. They can, they can take, you know, a short amount of time. So I'm not putting like a time limit, but I guess what you're talking about is when you create the intention, you let go of the how you let go of the when basically, and you yeah. just put it out there and you just know that it will be given to you. Yeah. Because we need, we need time to adjust. A lot of it's about vibration yeah. and energy. Can you imagine, I was just thinking of a funny example. Imagine if we got pregnant but we were like nine months. We were like full term, like straight away. You <laughs> oh know, it's like yeah. you need the nine months for your body to grow and yeah, adjust and change vibration and frequency and, you know, get things organized and buy a yeah. cop. Imagine if you were like pregnant and then you're like nine months, like straight away, like yeah. that size and everything. And you're like, holy, holy, <laughs> what do I need to do here? I mean, you yeah. have, have stretch marks to kingdom come. Um, so, you know, there's, there's reasons why sometimes we have to have that waiting period so we can get ourselves in order, get our minds in order, thoughts, words, and actions, most important thing with anything, yeah. you know, manifestation, whatever we're trying to do, thoughts, words, and actions need to be in alignment. Um, and then yeah. we try to be as happy as possible in every moment. And then raising those vibrations is what allows you to see that thing, that partner, yeah. that whatever it is you're trying to bring in. Yeah. It's also yeah. helpful people too, like, you know, let's pretend that you were really going to help me on something. Mm -hmm. Well, you needed to be in the space of being able to help me. So maybe you were taking the, you know, you needed to go through some stuff, for example, yeah. or yeah. right. Like there's all these yeah. sort of, there's all these, it's so, you know, if you think about it in terms of like the web of life, it's mm. so bloody intricate mm. and yeah. incredible yeah. that all these things need to work together to fit, to get that to that. And that yeah. person attracts that. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, if my service was ready right now, I would have missed one Correct. of the key people who would have been involved. Whereas if Correct. I waited two weeks and bam, they come in, you know, like yeah. it's so yeah. cool. It's really and it's down funny. to the millisecond. There's so many stories and, you know, because you spoke today, if there's so many stories about synchronicities and you look back and you think like, what if Dave was sick and couldn't do that flower party and meet that lady that had that penthouse suite and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you really have to be paying attention all the time. That's why living in the present is really important because she invited him over. He didn't have to go. He was like, sure, I'll come and have a look at your, at your unit and then walks in and he's like, oh my God, this is my home. So there's so many things that yeah, it's very, you just got to be listening. You've got to be listening all the time um, and not to put pressure on the situation, yeah. but amazing things happen when we are, when we're tuned in and connected. And then otherwise you feel like you're floundering. You know, you just feel like you're sort of floundering around in the big wide ocean thinking where on earth, like where's land? Yeah. You know? yeah. Really and important. also if, if you are floundering, I, I do, I always talk about them. I mean, I'm sure that people who listen to me across multiple platforms are like, stop talking about him. But Eckhart Tolle changed my whole life <laughs> yeah. in relation to being in the present moment. It's just yeah. like his teachings for me are bang on. I, yeah, I yeah. didn't ever get it until he explained it to me in the way that that was good for me. So, Lemon you know, spoons, if you, yeah. 
if you do feel like you are floundering, like, you know, Michelle said, well, you can be empowered. Just check out his teachings. If they don't resonate with you, the surrender experiment, the untethered soul. These are all other books that work really, really well that really help you with becoming in the present moment because Mm. you know if we're not here we're missing life that's really the problem yeah yeah Yeah, I love that if we're not here we're missing life really really good um so Lauren that's been a great episode I think um it's really recapped 2020 and also looked ahead to uh 2021 and what we're looking forward to in that And, and hopefully we've inspired our listener at home to maybe get a manifestation journal or a vision board or something where they can create because I think life is about creating and having things to look forward to. I mean, who doesn't like that? You know, having a nice holiday or a nice something to look forward to. It's important, you know, it's something to um, be excited about. So hopefully for 2021, uh, people are going to be inspired to do something, you know, set some goals or intentions, whatever you want to call it. And we, of course, uh, we have another episode coming up and we'll be speaking a bit about dreams and business. I think Lauren in the next episode. Can't remember the um, catalyst around that subject. Well, I think we've, in my group, in my mentorship, we've been talking a lot about uh, dreams and what we can do to enhance our dreams uh, using different crystals and things like that. And since we started doing that and the group, some of them sleep with uh, silver under their pillow, and I'll explain more about that in that episode, why we do that. But it's actually been enhancing and improving our dreams and dreams are guides. You know, it's another way of using our intuition to guide us in a particular direction. And many times people have had premonitions, you know, sometimes scary about planes and things like that in dreams and then decided not to head in that direction. So we'll be talking about dreams and how they may be able to apply to uh, maybe growing and improving our business uh, in particular, but maybe other areas of our life as well. Fabulous. That sounds great. Yeah. So that has been the business in the front. Party in the back. Podcast. If you loved what you heard today, then uh, please continue to listen to our episodes. We'll have many more fantastic shows coming up in 2021. It's been great to be with you for all of 2020. And yes, Lauren and I will continue to do this for as long as you want us. So, um, and it's also, don't forget, we're on all, all the socials. So if you wanted to let us know what you'd like to hear, or if you're enjoying what you're hearing, let us know as well. We like to um, be very interactive. So, and we will continue to do those monthly videos. I know people like to see us and what we're doing and what we're wearing and how our hair is done and all those sorts of wonderful things but Lauren if the listener at home wasn't so much of a let's say it wasn't their cup of tea what what should they do well I'm really surprised they stuck to the end to be honest I don't know if they're like you and they need to finish watching the movie before they walk out yeah but uh yeah if you stuck to the end and you thought it wasn't for you well why don't you give it another episode and see yeah. if really it is for you good advice. That, that could be a good idea good advice. Uh, otherwise just keep it to yourself <laughs> nicely said thanks Lauren. thank you